You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, welcome back to these live devotional videos. My name is Pastor Daniel Williams from Redemption Church, and I'm excited to be in God's Word with you about a plan. Talking about a plan, I want to talk to you from Galatians chapter 4, uh, verse 4 and 5. And I just think it's so important to talk about this as I've been studying it and uh, working through uh, the new fall rhythms. You know, oftentimes I think we're so encouraged uh, to lean on the Spirit, which is so good. But we fail to realize that the Spirit uses structure, uh, systems, rhythms, as we've been talking about in community groups and as we're launching all this new stuff for the fall, um, that God, our, our God, is a planner. Uh, God wants to lead us as he leads, and he encourages us by saying, hey, make a plan of action and move forward. I don't know about you, but I am so ready for the fall. I'm, I guess the fall? I Fall is the wrong word, okay? I'm ready for uh, being back to school uh, because it's still August. Next week, our kids start school, and we're going to take time and pray and fast for the children in our community. But, man, uh, our family, we hit it hard in the summer. This summer has been awesome. But let me just tell you, my son, I don't think he woke up until 1.30 yesterday. Uh, we are sleeping in. We're going to bed late. Uh, our rhythm is just totally off compared to the normal thing during the fall time or during the school year. Um, summer is, is just different. It's more spontaneous, right? It's a spontaneous season. Um, whereas we get into fall next week, our back to school rhythm next week, uh, we're going to start going to bed early. That's going to be more predictable, waking up at a certain time. Uh, there's going to be school, no more summer break, right? And so uh, we're going to be more structured with dinner, with um, going to the gym, with office time, all those things, structures, um, and this structure, it spills over even to our, you know, to our church and consistency and attendance, thinking about how on Tuesday nights we have community groups, uh, move there on Friday morning, women's prayers. Uh, we have Friday night, uh, youth group. Uh, we have all these certain things to create structure and the Lord works through this structure, works through this system. Uh, the spirit moves through our plans of life. And there's something um, about just having consistent structure that helps humans thrive and be effective. And and um, even though my kids love the summer break, so do I, uh, the school year is still a pretty important part of our lives. And I would actually say it's probably more fruitful, even though it's harder, uh, because of the discipline that we use and the daily grind and the structure that school brings. Fall and summer are both a great part of the year, um, even though we may prefer one season or the other. And so just like a, a school having many seasons, um, we need to embrace all the seasons to make up a full year. And I want to talk to you about planning um, and how, man, the spirit leads in a spontaneous way sometimes in our life, but also through planning in, in the miraculous sometimes, but also in the mundane. Uh, these things don't complete, they actually complement one another, and it's all the Spirit's doing. Uh, I get this because in Galatians chapter 4, I see that God, who is Spirit, is a planner. Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 5 says, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent His Son, speaking of Jesus, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoptions as sons. Now, I love this verse because it reminds me 
of the glorious and supernatural birth of Jesus, right? He was born of a virgin by the spirit and this supernatural birth of Jesus was strategic and it was intentional, planned out and executed by God. This was God's doing his plan. It was a perfect plan. This text says that when the fullness of time had come, meaning it was at the exact moment that God wanted it to happen and it happened. First uh, Timothy two, six says that Jesus came uh, to give himself as a ransom at the proper time. Think about that. There was a proper time. There was a plan. This wasn't an accident, but it was a part of God's execution and planned out so much so that he prophesied about this, that Jesus would come and he sent Jesus to fulfill his plan to execute it perfectly. I love that. I love seeing God take action and implement a plan. Growing up, I um I used to watch a show called The A Team. Uh, it was uh, a team. Um, the A Team was was a coined phrase for U.S. Special Forces, and it was this show about these four guys. Um, they were formerly a part of the Special Forces, but now they were on the run from the law. But yet they still wanted to help people, so they other people would hire them to do jobs, special task missions, only that they can do, right? They were the A team. They weren't the C or D team. They were the top priority, the A team. Uh, and they were an awesome team accomplishing great missions each episode. And of course, uh, they had this awesome black minivan. Uh, it's true. You can Google it, look it up. Now you may never have, have even heard about this show, but you probably know uh, one of the main characters in this show, BA. BA stands for uh, bad attitude. It was BA Baracus uh, was his name, AKA played by a name, a guy named Mr. T. Now, if you don't know who Mr. T is, bro, you ain't living. You really need to Google this. Okay. Um, he had this catchphrase, Mr. Phrase, uh, Mr. T, he was a black guy, super buff, strong, had these gold chains, mohawk, shaved head, and he had this catchphrase, you probably know it, I pity the fool, I pity the fool. Uh, well, this actually catchphrase came from this show, and the fool catchphrase was, I pity the fool that steals my van, because B.A. was in charge of the, the van, he was the driver, he was the muscle, he was the cool guy. In fact, so cool, I remember seeing a doll figure of this guy that you can actually buy growing up. Okay. Um, he was the muscle. He was the cool guy. Uh, but the reality is there were three other team members on his team. There was Templeton face man Peck. That's right. Uh, Templeton face man Peck. They called him the face. He was the beauty of the squad. He'd always get the ladies. He was the womanizer. There was uh howling mad Howlin' Mad Murdoch. They just called him Murdoch. He was the sort of crazy creative guy, uh, like the MacGyver of them, of the group. And then there was John ha uh, Hannibal Smith. He was the boss, the leader, the brains. He was the wise older sage. And he always had this plan uh, that would work for the team. He wasn't as strong as B.A. He wasn't as good looking as Face. Wasn't as crazy as Murdoch. But he was really smart. And he had his own catchphrase. He used to say, I love it when a plan comes together. And he'd always usually say it with like smoking a big stogie in a cigar. Uh, man, I'm just going down memory lane now. Uh, you see, the team needed all of these pieces to get the job done. This is why I'm telling you this story and illustrating this for you. We oftentimes, when we think about the spirit of God moving in our lives, we think of BA, the muscle, the flashiness, the miraculous, the, all these different things. But God also works through wisdom, not just strength, wisdom and strength. And you know what's amazing? 
He has brains. He's a planner. He's God. He's the person. And although Mr. T gets all of the, uh, the catchphrases and the action figures and all the attention, the team, to be an A team, needed all these different elements. And if you want God to work in your life, you need all the different elements. Uh, you can't just lean on the miraculous. You need to work, uh, lean on how God works through the mundane and even planning. Now, growing up in Calvary Chapel movement, I think there was an emphasis on a balanced approach of ministry uh, as, um, man, as you taught the Bible. Uh, I love and appreciate it about our movement. It's the word and it's spirit, right? Uh, it's deed and truth. It's the word and spirit. We were, were charismatic, but in order. Uh, and I think unintentionally, I was led to sometimes believe that the spirit primarily worked through spon spontaneity. And not so much as planning. Uh, just like Mr. T, he was the flashy one. He was the one out there doing all his different things. But yet, uh, in the background, in the the, the TA team, uh, Hamilton, Hannibal, the leader, he actually was working still. And I think sometimes in my mind growing up, um, I thought, well, the Spirit just works through spontaneity. I mean, there was a catchphrase by Chuck Smith, blessed are the flexible for they will not be broken because things change. You can't rely on a plan. You got to be flexible, be sensitive to the spirit. Proverbs 16, nine says man plans his ways, but God directs his steps. Or there would be another catchphrase in the movement that, that from Zachariah, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. And somehow falsely, I, I sort of got the effect and the um, false thinking that my efforts and my plans weren't as as spiritual as God just, doing something spontaneous would happen because that's really how the spirit worked. In fact, growing up, we actually had afterglow services where we would just wait on the Lord and his spirit would manifest through the gifts of the spirit. And there was really no plan. God just had to show up. And I, I love that about our movement, the leaning on the spirit, the miraculous being charismatic. I believe that the gifts of the spirit are for today. We embrace the spirit's move in our life and the gifts of the spirit and how he leads us spontaneously because man, he does what he wants to do. Jesus said in John chapter three, Hey, the wind blows where it wishes. And so too it is with the spirit. Jesus would often get interrupted even from his plan by the spirit of God. Like in Luke chapter eight, when he was going to try to go heal a young woman, there was another older lady with an issue of blood who touched him and he had to stop and say, well, the power just left me. This wasn't a part of the plan, but we should, we should expect the spirit to move, to work spontaneously, to work in the miraculous, um, not always even having to tell us his plan and what he wants to do. In fact, Henry Blackaby, uh, in his book, Experiencing God, he says that we are to watch to see where God is working and join him in his work. Uh, this is a very important part of our faith, leaning on the spirit, being led by the spirit. We need to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and his leading, not trusting in our own plan, but leaning on God. Colossians 2, 6 says, therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, walk in him. We need to walk in the spirit. And this is usually exciting and spontaneous and miraculous, sort of like Mr. T and the muscle. But yet, does God not? work in other ways let's not forget that the spirit not only works in the miraculous but also in the mundane in spontaneity but also in planning and that's what galatians 4 actually shows us here that god himself is a planner and he works through plans and prophecy 
and being strategic and intentional and making action plans. Jesus came, the text says, at the appointed time according to God's purpose, a plan. The Holy Spirit works through planning. And man, that that freed me up because I, I'm a planner. If you know me, I love vision. I love planning things out. And you know what? Jesus and his ministry in his life, he knew that God had a plan and he received that as well. He not only embraced the spontaneity of the spirit, but he also went to God and asked God for the plan. You remember when Jesus would oftentimes go up to the mountain and pray, he says like, listen, I'm just going to do what the will of the father has told me. Like my job is to do the will of the father. And he would go up and, hey, God, what's the plan? What do you want me to do? How are you going to guide me? In fact, there was one time the disciples they were looking for Jesus. He was praying again, as Luke tells us he so often did. And uh, he came back into town and the disciples brought all these people that needed to be healed. And Jesus was like, no, I'm not going to heal them. And they're like, what are you talking about? The whole town's here to see you. And this is what you need to do, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, I prayed. I got my I got my plans for my father. Let's move on. My job is to listen to him. Let's go preach the gospel to the, all the other towns. Jesus told us in Matthew uh, Sermon on the Mount, man, he came to fulfill the law and the prophets. Jesus embraced ministry through the spirit and understood that the spirit works through a plan and he had to accomplish that. You see, it's not an either or when it comes to how the spirit moves. Uh, it's a both and the spirit works both in the natural and the supernatural. Uh, he works through the flashy miraculous, but also in the boring mundane, the planning. We need to embrace how the spirit works in our lives, in our ministries and embrace, uh, man, sometimes the boring side of planning. Again, many people love to embrace miracles, but not the mundane. Miracles are awesome by God. He does do them, but he also uses the everyday normal stuff of life. Us putting effort to just follow him. And plan accordingly and making a plan, little steps of faith. You see, our faith does need to have action. And when we plan to execute our faith out, God blesses us and uses our efforts to make uh, us do great things in his way. My dad, who is a Calvary pastor, uh, many of you know him, Joe Williams, um, 40 years in Tacoma, Washington. He always told me growing up, Daniel, God gave you a brain to use it. Meaning wisdom is a good and godly thing. Making a, a prayerful plan and taking steps of faith is actually how the spirit uses uh, our brains, our bodies, our life. He uses these things and planning is actually a spiritual thing. My dad also told me if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Meaning that we must be intentional with our action steps, with where we're going to plan a plan of action. Because if not, we're not going to hit the bullseye just unintentionally by random choice. We have to direct our lives and walk in wisdom. And I think Ephesians chapter five, when thinking about the spirit and how he works and to be filled with the spirit, it shows us this both and mentality approach of planning and leaning on the spirit and spontaneity and miraculous and dependence on God. Uh, Ephesians 5, 15 and 18 says, look care carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is and do not get drunk with wine for that is a debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. 
We are to be wise, making the best use of our time to have a plan while still being filled with the spirit or relying on the spirit. So now as I've embraced, um, man, more planning in my leadership and in my life, it's personally helped me and it's helped me specifically in three ways. Planning uh, helps with giving perspective. And if you plan out your life and plan out the things that are prioritized, like you, you'll, you'll get perspective. One practical thing I do thinking about the fall season is just look at the church calendar and say, Lord, what would you have us to do? I start looking at the events and I start writing all this stuff out, mapping it all out to see if we're living out our values. Uh, I noticed on the calendar, we have a lot of fellowship events, which are great. And it's a priority to have community and fellowship, but there weren't as many evangelistic events. So my job as leader to say, wait, listen, as a church, we value evangelism. We want to actually be able to put more um, evangelism events on the calendar. What, why did I have that? Because I was planning out my calendar and I saw and it gave me perspective. Uh, just having the simple exercise of planning out events um, showed me what category I would put them in. And I noticed, oh, man. I don't have as many evangelism events. Let's do it. But planning not only helped, has helped me out to give me perspective, it also helps the team out as I lead in the church. Uh, if we have a guest worship leader, they usually ask, hey, what topic or what, what, are we, what are we talking about this Sunday? So they can choose a song to make have more impact or to sing about the points that we're learning. Or what about the creative team? If they know what we're doing for as far as like a series or teaching, they can build a graphic for that uh, to give perspective. If as you plan out, you get perspective, not only for you, but for others. Second thing is planning, man, it helps with prioritizing. So as I see the whole big picture, now I could start filling in the gaps. Uh, I've come to find out that I can't do it all, right? Um, I'm limited. I need to prioritize. And planning actually helps me to see this as I designate time to study or to pour into uh, people in the church. I realize, hey, my calendar gets full. I have to say no to a lot of things so I can say yes to what God has called me. I've learned this from a very uh, young um, age. You got to say no sometimes to even good things so you can say yes to what God has called you to do. And so having a plan helps me prioritize, say yes and no. When I put it on my calendar, it gives me accountability. It helps me prioritize. I see perspective, but then I also say, okay, no, I want to prioritize. I'm going to put down, um, you know, the mornings are time for me to read and pray. I'm going to write down important fam family dates, uh, important meetings that I have. And then uh, as I fill in those rocks and I plan, then I can actually fill uh, up the rest with littler rocks and prioritize what is what is going to be my week looking like. How do I prioritize? Uh, finally, I need to prioritize and planning helps me prioritize because I get perspective in the big picture. But then I need to prepare. I need to take action. Planning helps me focus to take time for action. You know, I know that I uh, every week I do a live devotional like this. And so on my calendar, I put time to record it time to prepare for it, time to upload it on YouTube. Uh, it takes a certain amount of time on my calendar and I block it on a certain amount and a point like an appointment. And so because of that, um, it frees me up to prepare so I could spend time with you giving you God's word. Uh, I knew this week that I was to record this video. So I blocked a certain amount of time and it actually brought peace so I could prepare. That's what planning does. It's a beautiful thing. 
you can actually prepare and walk in the plans as Jesus walked in the plans that the father gave him, man, I could just imagine how he just was able to trust God with his life and, and do those things. So it's important to help uh, your life to know that planning is a part of how the spirit moves. God is a planner and yes, he works spontaneously, but he also works through plans. Uh, he does both. And so doing, uh, do things always go according to our plans? Absolutely not. <laughs> right? No. That's why we do have those good sayings like blessed are the flexible for they will not be broken. Uh, plan, man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. Uh, listen, things won't always go as you plan, but that is okay because no one will thwart God's plan. And if God is a planner, we can trust him in the midst of whatever plan and effort we put forth. We give our effort in our lives to the Lord and we trust in him, not in our plan because he uses a plan. He is a planner, but he is a person and we continue to go to him. So I just wanted to ask you this question as we're looking to going back to school, new rhythms. What's your plan? How can you move forward into some godly good rhythms this school year? Getting back to church regularly, listening to pop more podcasts, uh, working out personally. What, what about your rhythms for your family? What's the action steps that you need to take? Listen, it is a spiritual thing to plan. And I would just encourage you to make a plan, pray through it, and trust that God can use the spontaneity of your life and be sensitive to his leading in that way but also pray through how you'll spend your time, write it down, have some accountability, uh, get some perspective, okay, and prepare to take steps to follow God. Hey, thanks so much for listening to what's on my heart this week as I prepare and plan. Uh, be praying for me as I always take this time seriously to prep, to plan, to pray for you. And uh, man, until next video, we will talk to you soon.